In a world filled with blockbuster movies, glittering stars, and heroes with powers beyond reality, a new... Oh, okay, this is too much. Sorry about that. I got a little full of myself right there. So we begin with the biggest movie franchise of all time. You mean bigger than Star Wars? Bigger than Harry Potter? Yep, bigger than both of those. We talk briefly about a 1960s television show, which then launched a 1980s television show. And we ponder the movie's effect on us and our digital lives. We turn our attention towards a two-season-old television series, and we ask, who gets to play God? All on the way to answering the question, Avengers versus Ted Lasso, who wins? Welcome to the Sky Pilot Podcast that explores questions of faith, spirituality, and religion. I'm Dan Matthews, and I don't have all the answers, but I do enjoy the questions. Welcome to the podcast where every question is an invitation into a spiritual quest, and you're invited along for the journey. All right, let's begin with a confession. The title for this episode is admittedly clickbait, and yet, I think, pretty accurate to the nature of the episode, but in a kind of totally ironic way. Stay tuned. We have a battle royale today. Okay, enough of that stuff, or I'm going to start trying to do that epic voice guy again. Anyway, we have a comparison between a series of Marvel movies, which, if you've never watched them, are about a group of superheroes who are assembled to fight the forces of evil. And on the other side of this ring, or comparison, an original TV series created by Apple called Ted Lasso. And if you haven't ever watched any of the Marvel movies, I get it. I've frequently had people say to me something along the lines of, I don't like comics, cartoons, or mindless, silly, trivial action movies. Okay, that's fair enough. Got a little judgy there at the end, but okay. Now, Ted Lasso, on the other hand, is the story of an American college football coach who winds up moving to England, coaching an English soccer team in the Premier League, think equivalent kind of of our NFL for their soccer teams. He, by the way, knows nothing about soccer. And since we're talking about the sport as it's played in England, we should actually say football. The entire thing takes place, as I said, in England. And if you're a stickler for accents being accurate in movies, this may not be your cup of tea. That's really my only criticism about this show. Oh, the British accents, they're fine. But I really can't quite figure out why Ted Lasso from Kansas has the accent he does. You know, Rupert, guys have underestimated me my entire life. And for years, I never understood why. It used to really bother me. He sounds a lot more like the people I grew up with in the South than any of my relatives who live in Kansas. But, but I will say his accent works well for the part, just not for where he is supposed to be from in the United States. Okay, so let's start with the one that came first of these two, The Avengers. Strangely, these movies, if you've not seen them, are more compelling than you might think. And I regularly run into people who say, oh, I wouldn't watch them, wouldn't watch them, wouldn't watch them, and finally watched one because I had nothing else to watch. They're really fun. They have a unique way of being serious and silly at the same time. They create characters who you genuinely grow to care about, and a story arc that, as implausible and unlikely as it seems, seems real and believable from the very beginning. There's a wonderful scene in one of the movies, the first Avenger movie, 
This is before they've all agreed to work together, so Thor is not yet a part of the team. Loki, the god of mischief, has been captured for creating, well, horrible mischief and chaos. The Black Widow, who's a part of the team of good guys, Iron Man and Captain America are flying an airplane through stormy weather, taking Loki to some place to be be imprisoned and answer for his crimes. Then suddenly Thor, Loki's brother, shows up with his long blonde hair, his metal chest plate, his gauntlets on his forearms, boots, and of course the hammer in his hand, and he yanks Loki from the plane. Iron Man immediately and rather impulsively follows in attempt to take Loki back from Thor, and Captain America decides to go after them. Now, Captain America is a little slower to respond because Thor can fly, Iron Man can fly, but Captain America has to put on a parachute before he can jump out of the plane. And during this time, the Black Widow, who's helping fly the plane, advises Captain America, who she calls Cap, to sit this one out. In essence, he's in over his head. These guys are gods, she says. I'd sit this one out, Cap. I don't see how I can. These guys come from legend. They're basically gods. There's only one god, man. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. And Captain America's wonderful line, there is only one god, ma'am, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. There we go. Not only do we get absolute clarity come from the mouth of Captain America, we also get a quote about God, which works really well for me in the context of this podcast. Back in the days of Star Trek and then Star Trek The Next Generation, and I should confess now, I'm a lot of confessing going on here. I watched every single episode of both. I love those shows because they delivered what I enjoyed, a united team working to solve the issues that faced them. Though I didn't like the episodes in which one of the main characters was struggling with something and the challenge or the struggle for the plot of that particular episode was within the team because that's not what I wanted. I like my team united and struggles or even evil to be faced externally. That is absolutely what the Avengers deliver. Oh, sure, there's some squabbles and divisions within the team, but that is all just dramatic tension to build up the wonderful moment when the team unifies. It unites and decides to face the evil, the challenge of the day, the struggles that they will face together. Ah, it's wonderful. The Avengers are so satisfying to watch because the forces of good are really good. And the evil, well, the evil's really evil. And the good guys and good gals are united to vanquish evil, win the day, and save the world. It's the clarity of these movies that make them so much fun and so wonderful. Even in this moment, when Captain America is reminded that these guys are Norse gods, there is... There is no ambiguity in his response. There is only one God, and these guys aren't God. From the American Western, to Star Wars, to the Avengers movies, we love a story about impossible odds, overwhelming evil as the challenging force, and nothing but the truth, goodness, and a willingness to place it all on the line for what is right. We love a really good, clear-cut dichotomy, where good is good and the other guy, well, the other guy's evil. And it makes for really good entertainment, which I still enjoy, as you can tell. But it is probably lacking as a primary metaphor for life. 
In truth, it tends to radicalize in our life views. So we sit in our home assured that whatever position we are taking, we are on the side of righteousness. Social media has become a place not of dialogue or understanding because we each stand alone as a beacon of truth and goodness against the forces that disagree with us, which by very definition are the forces of evil. And why would you dialogue or try to understand the forces of evil? Evil must be crushed and eradicated from the face of the earth. How many times have you logged onto social media, if you have any social media accounts, say like Facebook, how many times have you logged onto social media and had an interaction and thought this to yourself? That person called me a name and tried to shame me and silence me. And you know, it really made me want to hear more of what they have to say. Nobody's ever said that ever. Nobody's ever come away from Facebook or any social media feeling like, you know, that person belittled me, called me names, told me I was stupid, and I want to hear more of what they have to say. As much as I love the Avengers movies, and I really do, they need to be kept in their place as entertainment rather than allowing us to think that somehow they are helpful in teaching us how to navigate life. So now we move to a relatively new TV drama, Ted Lasso, It's in its second year. It happens to be not available on any of the networks and is only available through a paid subscription as a lot of really popular television shows are right now. Ted Lasso is a somewhat flawed, absolutely likable, eternal optimist. He's a coach who, as I said, arrived in England to coach a Premier League football team. He knows nothing, and I mean really nothing, about the sport. The truth is that this isn't a show about football, soccer, or even sports. It's a show about people. And there are all sorts of people in this drama. Timid, bold, angry, frightened, arrogant, rich, poor. They're all there. I started watching because our adult daughter had started watching herself, and she called me and said, you need to watch this show. You really need to watch it. And then she said, I'm not going to pester you anymore about it. I'm just going to tell you, but you really should watch. So she didn't pester me. She, she mentioned it to me every single time we spoke, but no, absolutely no pestering happened. So I watched, and I really enjoyed it. I really did. If I can say one thing about this comedy drama, it is that it is hopeful and fun. I can't think of an episode that ended with me feeling down as they ran the credits at the end. Every single episode leaves me feeling more hopeful about life and people and getting into the world. Now, there are some people, and there really are, who do some bad things in this show, but the writers seem absolutely dead set on making the point there aren't any bad people. Character after character have their stories revealed, and even if they're not particularly lovable at the moment, you understand who they are and why they do the things they do. My daughter asked me after I watched most of the available episodes, who was my favorite character? And I first immediately thought of Ted, the title character, who I really do enjoy. And then I thought of the arrogant young football star or the angry old football veteran or the rich owner who's determined to destroy the team because it was the only thing her cheating ex ever truly loved. I thought about the young employee in charge of equipment who's timid, 
but surprisingly knowledgeable about football. And I realized, and there are other characters beyond that, I liked them all. I truly felt affinity and understanding for every single one of those characters and others as well. And as you often do when somebody asks you a question like that, I knew my answer was not going to be what she wanted to hear, but I told her all of them. And then in a very kind of Yoda moment, she was quiet for just a second and then said, there were no wrong answers to that question, but you gave the right one. All of them is absolutely right. One of the interesting things about the Avengers is that the Black Widow was in some sense right. They are gods, but not just Loki and Thor. Not just the Norse gods, all of the characters in the Marvel movies are godlike. And we are in the place, in the position of the observer, or maybe the teller of their tales. But I would posit that in Ted Lasso, we are placed in a unique position that I don't think I have experienced before. We are placed in the position of God. We get to discover people and hear their stories. We get to fully understand their stories and who they are. And every single time we do, we understand and we love them. There's only one character in the entire drama who seems to be evil, purely selfish. It's the previous owner of the team, the ex of the current owner. So far, he's not very likable. Okay, if you've watched, he's truly a horrible person so far. But this show has placed me, the viewer, in the role of God. And interestingly enough, I take no joy in hating him. Which would normally be the point, right? The evil of the villain normally helps make the goodness of the hero more impressive. But not in this world where the viewer has been placed in the role of God. I eagerly await the opportunity to understand his story. And then I realize I will take delight in his ultimate, and since I'm in the role of God, I believe inevitable redemption. I am really enjoying this new show because it reminds me of what I believe in my faith but I rarely see represented in popular storytelling that in the end, everyone will be understood and redeemed. That's all for today. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you get notified of future episodes. Also, you can find me on Facebook and YouTube. Just search for Sky Pilot Faith Quest. And if you'd like to get in touch with me by email, my address is Dan at skypilot.zone. And as always, I would love to hear from you. On your spiritual journey, may you ask questions, seek answers, and boldly go wherever the quest takes you. Thanks for listening to Sky Pilot Faith Quest. I invite you to send me a question or leave a review. And remember, the sign of a strong faith, solid religion, or healthy spiritual journey is not certainty, but that you keep asking questions.